Hey, I'm Jim McGinnis, and this is Stories We Can Tell. At its heart, reflections on history, literature, and music. Stories about individual journeys and struggles and victories. It's about Americans, America, or as much as I have seen. I've been teaching and coaching down here in my hometown of Melbourne, Florida, for the past 35 years. And three years ago, I wrote a book called Tending to the Past. Imagine that, Reflections of an American History Teacher. Since then, I've published a collection of poetry called Point South, mostly about my love for Florida. Surely a verse or two will slip in from time to time. Many years ago, a friend of mine gave me two cherished gifts, a book of Frost poetry and a John Prine record. Thanks, Ferg, wherever the twain shall meet. From there to Carl Sandburg and Hemingway to Jim Harrison, Jim Lepper, and old Jimmy Buffett, my gumbo of influences may help explain what you hear. So thanks goes out to all the links in the chain. Miles to go. Miles to go. from a, an old Springsteen song, Reason to Believe. Believe in what, you ask? Well, I believe that men walked on the moon, that the earth is a round place, and to each end is a new beginning. I believe my vote counts, and that all votes are created equal, or should be, that all opinions are not. I believe that noticing beauty is a form of grace. I believe that goodness is more important than greatness. I believe that knowledge, historical, literary, and scientific, is a key component of understanding and the discovery of truth. But I also believe in the practical application of knowledge. A little common sense never hurt anybody. I believe that each of us have an inner voice whether we listen to it or not, well, I believe in self-reliance and the nobility of work, in reading things for myself, the Bible, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and most everything Lincoln wrote. I believe in music and laughter and the Holy Spirit, that dogs have souls. I believe in reciprocity, that I deserve nothing I'm not willing to give. I may not get it anyway. I believe that words can inspire and incite, that there is a strength in admitting weakness and the sanctity of existence rests upon understanding one's limitations. I believe in leaps of faith, the power of doubt. Maybe it just starts Believing in Believing. Hub McCann, Robert Duvall's character in Secondhand Lions, perhaps said it best. <clears throat> Sometimes the things that may or may not be true are things a man needs to believe in the most. If 
people are basically good, that honor, courage, and virtue mean everything, that power and money mean nothing, that good always triumphs over evil. I want you to remember this, that love, true love, never dies. Remember that. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. You see, a man should believe in those things because those are the things worth believing in. There's a whole lot of other things to believe in. But these days there are so many reasons to feel anger, fear, resentment, and disillusionment. I have spoken often about the stormy, husky, brawling shoulders of youth. How in our youthfulness we find audacity, resilience, and optimism. But American optimism has also been forged by time. It's not just some eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. It's rooted in our past knowledge and past experiences. There, we can find hope that we will endure. History teaches us that our present situation isn't that special. Our problems are no bigger, no more serious than those of the past. But what is special? is our capacity for renewal and comeback, our ability to take it, <coughs> to pick ourselves up and dust ourselves off. We've been tricked and lied to before. We faced tragedies and crises before. Each generation, nothing new. Lord, my generation has had a lifetime of it. Consider this man takes the oath of office during the most dangerous of times and he speaks to the youth of America and we listen from our dorms and our classrooms not from our fallout shelters we listen with brimming optimism an imperfect man with a perfect vision ask not he says and he's killed by another man kneeling between boxes of school books and we sit silently as the caisson leads us to Arlington followed by a riderless horse. But time passes and we rally, we build homes, make love, raise children, sing songs, play catch. Another leader is driven to win voting rights and civil rights and protection for the elderly, but he cannot get out of his own way, his own hubris. The light at the end of the tunnel was indeed that tragic cliche, an oncoming train and 58,000 of us die in Vietnam. Still, we fly our flag on the 4th of July, we cook out on the grill and drink beer, and we know that flag won't get us to heaven, but we fly it just the same. An angry man who did time implores us to separate, but he is not only angry, he is pious, and his righteousness leads him to the Holy Land, where he has an epiphany. His message turns toward peace and compassion. And he's killed by, I don't know who the hell killed him. Same year, John Lewis gets a skull fracture for trying to cross a bridge. But a young preacher keeps preaching. Another imperfect man with the perfect vision. A few years later, he too is shot down. And our cities explode. But somehow we keep playing ball on summer days. We learned to surf and play two chords on the guitar, and Nixon's elected to restore something. 
sure what that is. And Johnson passes his lies to him and he widens the war and walks the wall of China. He breaks the oath and tapes his guilt. And there we are, wishing desperately, as the man from Arizona said, to believe our president was not a liar. But he was, and he wasn't the last. Still, we walked on the moon and watched the Mets win the World Series and hitchhiked to Woodstock. We had babies and grandbabies and drove around in pickup trucks singing Christmas carols. Yet, the pain of losing those around us remained. We find ourselves bitter about the loved and lost while dirty scoundrels walk the earth. Then we hold a newborn and the bitterness melts away. And I remember what the old nun taught me. James, crying is a form of praying. I'm a Ford, not a Lincoln, said the tall man, and he was right. We unapologetically stopped giving a shit for a while, a long while, and Carter scolded us for our malaise. We weren't sure what the word meant, but we didn't like the way it sounded. But then we fell in love, went to work, two kids and a mortgage, 13% interest. Reagan said it was morning in America, but we slept in, then made love while a German shepherd sat at the foot of our bed. We kept making our way to concerts on the lawn and moonrises on the beach. And how's this century going? Random acts of horror, senseless acts of hate. But we salve our souls with music and laughter, for we know that love is also great. And think about forgiveness. So, I ask, why do we, why now, do we allow our fear to overwhelm our rationality? Why does our particular strain of alienation open us now to conspiracies and plots and paranoia? What leads us to follow someone who believes in nothing but himself? What entitles us now, in this time, to rise up in righteous indignation? Why is our time so worthy of this anger, resentment, and frustration? It's not. It's unworthy of our nature as Americans, as humans. What is behind our masks? Our capacity for renewal and comeback. Our ability to handle our failures as we handle our successes. Our optimism, our resilience, our determination. We rally, it's what we do. And soon hope will return. At the end of every hard-earned day, people find a reason to believe. Let's remember that. Let's choose to believe. Fair winds.